How can I be substantial if I do not cast a shadow? I must have a dark side also if I am to be whole. Carl Jung When the opposites are realized to be one, discord melts into concord, battles become dances, and old enemies become lovers. We are then in a position to make friends with all of our universe, not just one half of it. Ken Wilber Welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. Today we're continuing our discussion about the human shadow or those parts of ourselves that we keep out of the light, hidden deep in our unconscious. As we talked about in the last episode, we can find our shadow very easily. It's just by looking at what upsets us, sometimes irrationally. In other words, what upsets you and you just don't know why. We can find this in others and we can find it in situations. We can even find it in what obsesses us in a positive way, not just a negative way. So these are all of our projections of the shadow, seeing what is hidden in us projected onto others or onto other situations. Usually these are elements that we have disowned in ourselves, elements of our psyche that are too distasteful for us to accept that we have, so we let others carry them for us. And then we get all bent out of shape about it, or about them. It's much easier to deal with something outside of ourselves than to deal with the murky insides of ourselves, right? So for the next two episodes, I wanted to share with you a couple of exercises that help integrate or help you to eat your shadow. And the first one that we're going to do today is called the 321 process, and that was developed by transpersonal psychology writer and philosopher Ken Wilber and his team at the Integral Institute. Well, before we get started with the exercise, let's talk a little bit about why integrating or assimilating or eating the shadow is important. It really comes down to energy. We leak our own personal energy out every time we project our stuff onto someone else. In order to be our highest selves, we need our own energy for the journey along our path to wholeness. So one of the great things about this particular exercise is that it allows you to recognize your shadow, first of all, and then integrate those unconscious thoughts and emotions that you have. That way, what you're doing is you're freeing up that energy that you've been using previously to hide parts of yourself from yourself and from the rest of the world. So let's break down what, what 321 refers to. It refers to third person, second person, and first person perspectives. So when some part of ourself is threatening to us, what we tend to do is get distance away from it. We don't like that thing, just like anything else, a bad smell, you walk away from it. Aspects of our psyche that we're not comfortable with, we want to keep them at arm's length. So what the self does is says, that thing over there is not me, that belongs to somebody else, um, it's icky, I don't like it. And so the self sort of exports that trait onto somebody else or something else. So when we do that, we cause a break in the interconnectedness of all things. We 
dissociate ourselves from the great cosmic continuum, which is not necessarily a healthy or, or pleasurable thing to do. Once we feel that separation is when we start to feel pain. Whatever the case, we see this icky thing and we say, okay, that's you over there. That's not me. You are angry. You are too sexual. You are a guru. What we do is we're displacing from I to you. I is first person. You is second person. Now, sometimes when we are really threatened, we completely shut down that we don't even personify or identify whatever the hidden element is in another human being. We push it so far away, we turn it into an it, a third person. Um, this is usually when, as I mentioned earlier, something upsets us very deeply, but we don't know why. We don't understand why we feel a certain way about something. That's how deep this thing has gone. We've turned it into an it. In order to integrate the shadow, what we need to do is re-identify with those aspects of self that we've hidden. Now, I want to make it very clear. I've said this to my clients, and I'm saying it here too. There is nothing wrong with what you've hidden because we're not passing any judgment on what it is we've hidden. For whatever reason, in order to get by to where you are, you had to hide some stuff. We all do it. What we're trying to do is open those doors again and welcome that which has been hidden back into our psyches. When we do that, we become whole again. And the people that we've been projecting onto are released from the spell of our shadow projection. That means they become much more palatable to us as well. Okay, so we re-identify with disowned parts of ourselves. And that's why doing this work is so important, because we're taking ownership for all aspects of ourself. As we get into the practice now, I also want to point out there are many ways to do this practice. When I've worked with clients, uh, sometimes we will literally take an empty chair and have them sit opposite it so that they can address the person they're imagining uh, in that chair. Sometimes we do it closed-eye meditation style where they're envisioning sitting across from a person. It might be easier for them to imagine the person they're having an issue with in their minds. You can do this exercise any way you want. You can do it right now, here with me as I'm speaking, or you can write the steps down and practice alone later. I highly recommend in any case that you use a journal and write down any notes that you have, especially as we get into the dialogue part of this. So let's get started. So this is the 321 process, courtesy of Ken Wilber and the Integral Institute. The first thing you're going to do is very simple. You're just going to think of a troublesome aspect of your life that you want to work with. Sometimes it's easier to think of a human being, a person that you have a problem with, whether that's a colleague, or a family member, or a partner. It's also important to know that this person may upset you. May, you may be irritated by this person or angry with this person. But there's also the flip side of the shadow, which is the positive side. Maybe you are attracted to this person. Maybe you are infatuated with this person, or even an event or a lifestyle. So whichever you choose, uh, sometimes it's easier to go with the negative because that's the dark stuff we carry around. But maybe as you practice this more times, you may wish to look at where do where is your positive shadow? 
where is the shadow where you project goodness and wonderfulness onto someone or something. So that's part one. Just pick that person or thing right now. Okay, now you're going to face that person. So imagine, and, and again, you may have a chair in front of you, or maybe you're sitting on the couch. You can scoot over and make room for this person imaginary form to take a seat next to you. What you're going to do is you're going to describe the qualities that most upset you or the qualities that you're most attracted to if you're doing the positive about this person or thing in third person language. That means he, she, or it. So putting it way out there. So for example, she is selfish. So even though the person is there, that person sitting next to you is selfish. He's arrogant. That guy sitting next to me is arrogant. Or you're imagining an entity. That is a much, it is a much healthier lifestyle than I have or I could have. Okay? So you're going to talk about it out loud or write it down in your journal. And it's really important that you not wear kid gloves as you do this. Really let it all out because that person or that that situation is not going to know that you're doing this. This is for you only. So you may take a moment to do that. I won't wait for the entire dialogue to occur, but that's what you'll do. And you'll do it until you get it all out of your system. Number three, we are going to now address this person. So in a dialogue, you're beginning an imaginary dialogue with the person. Now you're going to speak in second person. That means using the you language. Talk directly to the person as if that person were sitting there with you on the couch or in the chair or whatever it is. Now, here's where you get to say, hey, I think you are selfish. You are selfish. You are arrogant. That whole lifestyle thing, that's, that's so much healthier than I could ever live. And go on down the list. Say everything that bothers you. And you can also ask questions. Why is this happening? Why are you doing this to me? What is it you want me to know? What do you have to teach me? What is it that I need to know about your behavior, my, perce my perception of your behavior? And then imagine their response. It would be helpful for you to speak that imaginary response out loud. So that means go switch spots on the couch or in the chair. You're going to bounce back and forth and talk as that person. So she's selfish. You're selfish. Now she says, sitting next to you, well, I deserve a lot in life and I've worked hard for it. You see where this is going. So record the conversation in your journal or at least make some notes of what some of those responses are so you get the other side of the story. In the next section here, number four, we're going to be it. So now you're going to become this person. So that means that you are going to become those qualities that upset you or that you're obsessed with or that intrigue you. That means that you're going to use first person language, I, me, and it's going to feel very strange, which is good because that means it's working. The traits that you're taking on are the traits that you have been hiding. That's what's really important. This is the real work. When you say things like, I am selfish, I am arrogant, I live or I can live a healthy lifestyle. Whatever qualities you're working with, 
then you fill in with the first person statement, I am. I am overly sexual. Once you've gone through the list and done that, really take a moment, and this is the final step, take a moment to really feel and notice what you have disowned in yourself. What are these elements of selfishness, of arrogance, of healthy living, of overt sexuality, of wealth, whatever it is. Just sit with the part of you that is that trait. You don't have to abstract it. You don't have to make it conceptual. And please don't judge it. All you're doing is being that way. What this does is it shines that bright light on that which you've hidden. And when we shine a light on something, we take it out of the darkness and we say it's worth looking at and we integrate it. Just the process of sitting with that which we have hidden brings it to the table and lets us eat it. It lets us incorporate it into our life so that it no longer has to be projected outside of ourselves. That's all. It's that simple. So I suggest you do this exercise as often as you need to, considering as many people as you need to who upset you or people with whom you are obsessed or fantasize about or any life situation that you admire to the point of distraction. And do this as many times as you need to. In the next episode, we're going to continue the shadow work. We're going to use a guided meditation to help us integrate those hidden and unloved parts of ourselves. Until then, good luck with this 3-2-1 process and many blessings on your path. I'm Rachel Astarte. Thank you for joining me on Self Talk. Aho.